Welcome to the Velocity Podcast. A study in monology. This is your grumpy Uncle Peter. He will say words at you. So next week, there will not be a Velocity Podcast. If you want a Velocity Podcast, it'll be back in two weeks. It's going to be that kind of cycle. Every two weeks, one episode. On alternating weeks, there's a new podcast called C. McBee. stands for Chunk McBeef Chest. So you can go to chunkmcbeefchest.com. You can see the links there. Uh, if you want to listen to the episodes online, you can do that. It would make probably more sense if you listen to this podcast to search for that podcast in the same app you're using. So just type in CMCB, the C. McBee podcast. So you're probably asking like, what is it? Why should I subscribe to it? How is it different from what I'm listening to right now? It is essentially long form Velocity podcast. So just like Ninja News Japan was born out of some short things I did here, I turned that into a different podcast. I've taken some of the topics that I would use for Velocity podcast, sort of short form, or maybe do it over multiple weeks. And I'm collecting them and making them into one longer podcast. So that is, in my mind, kind of like Podcast Plus. But maybe you like the short form stuff, so just stay here. Maybe you want more details or just me talking more at length about something stupid. It's a new experiment, so I'm really looking forward to hopefully some feedback. Uh, if you have topics or ideas, I would love to hear them. Check out C. McBee, the Chunk McBeef Chest podcast. I've been finding this really hard to get back into. And I I don't know if it's because I took a break and like my rhythm isn't back. Uh, it took me a long time to find it in the first place. I found it really hard to talk for more than five minutes when I started this podcast 200 some episodes ago. Maybe coming back with a really sort of shitty story about an awful thing that happened to me, the scam episode, episode 200, uh, maybe that didn't help because that was a huge amount of work and it was all really negative. Uh, for me personally. So I decided that I'll come back. I'll just tell a bunch of stories, maybe positive things. I'm trying to get my, I'm Stella. I'm trying to get my groove back. I don't remember what age group that is too young for me. And I am not the target demographic. And I bet most people who listen to this are the same, but someone out there got it. That's the one guy who went, yeah, you're Stella. So I have a t-shirt. And I, I had a company I was doing it with, and I was really happy with the quality of the t-shirt and the printing. The problem was it faded super fast. If you go to chunkmcbeefchest.com, uh, you'll actually see an empty website with a thing, a placeholder that says, if you want to buy the Chunk McBeef Chest Academy of Martial Arts t-shirt, click this link, and it'll take you to Threadless. The other company, it looked really good. It just, the, the font, the text faded really quickly. So I tried a different company and I'm with Threadless right now. And I'm trying to figure out which company has the better quality overall. There's one more t-shirt. I'm going to try this one. 
I bought a couple for myself and some friends bought them and we're going to see how long they last. And if they last a good amount of time, I'm going to stick with that company. Uh, it is lower on the chest than the design I made, which I was really sad about. So I, uh, in the image, moved it up. So it should be above nipple. Uh, for men, the whole point is this is supposed to be like a manly thing, so it should be above the cross of your chest. If you have an actual chest, which I barely have, uh, it'll look better because you'd be like all flexing and stuff. It'll be up high. Uh, for women, it's actually, if it's under the nipples, when you wear the shirt, you're, if you have boobs, it's starting to push the text down, which I don't want either. So I've moved it up. Uh, it actually seems like it should have been up higher anyways. I haven't made a complaint yet. I'm going to buy a second set and see what it looks like. You have to see all this stuff printed. The image on the internet is not actually what it's gonna look like. So again, the image on the internet, it's in the right place. When I got the t-shirt, it's too low, in my opinion. Quality of printing is good, I'm gonna stick with them. If not, I'm gonna move on and try one more t-shirt company. And if that doesn't work out, I'm actually gonna go back to the first one, because at least the t-shirts were really nice, and the printing was high quality. If it doesn't last a long time, it looks cool when it's all faded and stuff, I'll be really honest, but that, isn't enough. I want to make sure that people do get their money's worth. I only get a small percentage of the money, so but I still want, if I make a product, you're happy with the product for a long time is my actual goal. So I ordered these t-shirts for myself and a friend. And the benefit of these t-shirt companies is if there is any mistake, they just replace the order. And I'm assuming they do this constantly because it's happened to me with both companies. They messed up the order somehow and then they just sent an immediate replacement. I ordered through PayPal. I live in Japan. My PayPal is in Japanese. Uh, you just click a button and it fills in all the information for you. And it was all right in Japanese. Then it goes back to the website and it says, here's the confirmation of your order. And I get the email confirmation and all the kanji, all the Japanese characters have been switched to question marks. So clearly they have an exclusively English system. Not that weird. So seconds after I received the confirmation email, I sent them a message saying, look, this is messed up. It's all question marks. I can tell you exactly what I think happened. It's probably what happened is you have an English system. These are non-English characters. They've showed up as all question marks in your database. Do not send this package. And then they sent the package. So the only things that were legible on this package were my name and the postal code. The actual address itself was all question marks. So I thought, okay, that's terrible. They sent the package and then they sent me the email responding saying, oh, sorry about that. Send us the updated address. We'll fix it. So then they sent out a second package. That second package arrived about three weeks later. This is international shipping. So three weeks isn't that bad. Uh, I didn't get like any sort of priority mail or anything. Fine. I got my package. Didn't pay any extra. Quite happy about it. The next day, the original package shows up. All it had was my name in English and my postal code. So someone at the post office decided this was worth keeping. This was worth trying to get to the actual person. And my first thought when I saw this package show up was no way. In Canada, if it had a name and a postal code, it would probably go straight in the garbage. I assume the American system's the same. That the people who work there would not put the effort in to find out who this is. It would be a lot harder if everyone has the same English style name. Now I know in my town, I am one of two foreign people. And I'm honestly the more longstanding one. I've lived in this house for like a decade now. There are the post people in general know me, not 
by face or anything, but they know this is the foreign guy's house. It's been the foreign guy's house for a long time. It's probably going to be the foreign guy's house for a long time. But that doesn't mean it was easy for them to put together. They would have had to reference it or something else, but they got the package to me, which was amazing. So all I'm really saying is the Japanese postal system is one of the best in the world because they put in work they didn't have to put in. They got me a package they didn't have to get to me. It didn't just end up in the garbage. And I got like four free t-shirts, which is super awesome because then I was able to give them away uh, for free. And they still have another t-shirt coming because my original package had four. It had two extra large, one medium and one girls. The second package came, it had one extra large and one medium and one girls. So then I sent a message saying, look, you guys messed up the replacement order. You only sent me one. They just immediately sent me out an ex another extra large. So I ended up with three t-shirts that fit, although the text is slightly below my nipples, which I'm not happy about. But it's free t-shirts. I can't really complain about that. What I can say, though, is these online t-shirt companies are doing their absolute best to fix the problems, whether they make them or not. And I mean, kudos. Because absolutely not once have I not had them just jump in and say, we'll fix that, we'll replace it, we'll get it to you right away. So because this is a new podcast, in a way, uh, I still want to keep the content evergreen, but I'm expanding what I'm allowed, allowing myself to talk about. But that means I can talk about politics, which I wasn't talking about before. I talk about video games and other stuff. This is going to be more blog-ish than it was before. And I've had a couple conversations with people about Trump and the election. Now, the election's coming up in November, and he's going to cheat. Like, it already seems like he cheated in the previous one again. I don't think the proof was definitive. You know, maybe people were cheating on his behalf, but that's kind of how politics works. There have been a couple of things that have come up. The first one is, well, he's cheated before, he's going to cheat again. And no one's really going to stop him. And people go, oh, well, of course they will. And I'm like, no, they didn't stop him last time. They haven't stopped him from, you know, committing crimes. They impeached him and it didn't really work. What happens now is he cheats again. So it's actually very likely that he's going to win again because people aren't stepping up. So what do you do then? And then I actually, at that point, I was like, look, you're going to have Trump for another four years. That's pretty much what's going to happen. Unless there's an overwhelming shift towards uh biden which i actually think is unlikely i think it's going to be at best a close race because the people who support trump they just support him regardless of what he does there was an interesting thing i read and it was the people a lot of them who support trump would never hang out with trump he's this egomaniac uh he's narcissistic he obviously wouldn't put any effort into anything uh he's a lech uh he doesn't he doesn't have sort of the same basic values as a lot of his supporters. So if he walked into a bar, let's say pre-president, if he walked into a bar and started talking to people and hanging out with his attitude, they would all hate and despise him. And if they learned about his personal life and ripping people off and you know going bankrupt, they would again further despise him and not spend any time with him. But because he's president and he espouses these values that he does not necessarily hold himself, they vote for him. Which is a weird thing, because the people I support in politics, uh, I do believe in the Liberal Party in Canada. 
for the most part. Again, I actually have been very divorced from Canadian politics for a long time, but I really like Trudeau. I think he's made mistakes, yeah, but I think he tries to fix them. And that's actually, to me, a, a more important trait for a politician to have. There's been a setup with Trump talking about a third term. He's already said that because his first term he was spied on and there were all these problems, it shouldn't count. So he should get a third term because his first term shouldn't count. And that's something he's actually said on record. Now, of course, they're going to play it off as he was joking. He doesn't really mean that. But, of course, we all know the reality is he absolutely means it and he's really thinking about doing it. There is the secondary question. It's a similar vein of if he loses the election, he's already talked about not leaving office. That even if he loses, he's not going to accept the results because why would you accept results when it was mail-in voting and we all know that those votes shouldn't count because they're all cheating and lying. So this works right now where it works four years later when he says he deserves a third term. Who's going to step up? So let's say he cheats the election now or he refuses, he loses the election now and he refuses to step down from his position. Or he actually wins and he does another four years and then he says he deserves a third term, which I believe is actually illegal in America. Who's going to stop him? Because the core problem here to me is that really the people who have to stop this kind of thing would be the American military. And so the question is, will the American military step up and stop this, which is, you know, he's essentially doing something illegal, or will they follow the orders of the president, which of course is sort of part of their mandate, they follow the orders of the president and do what they're told and support him in this essential coup. It's a very interesting question to ask Americans because at the end of the day, there is no one really in place to actually stop him from doing what it seems like he's going to try to do. We're all watching it happen. As a non-American, I am literally just sitting here the whole time going, who's going to do something? The Democrats can't. They actually can't because the proof is never going to be there in the way that it needs to be. Like the, the, the votes are there, but that actually wasn't enough last time. The Electoral College actually makes volume of votes irrelevant. I had a conversation with an American who voted for Trump last time. And he said, you know, I said like, the Electoral College defeats the purpose of a democracy. Uh, it means certain people, their votes count more than other people. And he said, yeah, but should places like New York and LA have more votes or more influence than everywhere else in the country? Now, in a democracy, the answer to that question is actually yes. The more people who vote one way should win. That's democracy literally by definition. Because you live in New York, your vote should not count less if you live in a true democracy. He was a bit nonplussed by that because what I'm talking about is where you live is irrelevant. Your vote represents the individual. The electoral college takes that away from you. There may have been a time when that was true, but even then I don't think that's fair. I think at the end of the day, yeah, so maybe people who live in big cities, their concerns, do they have more value? Well, actually, if it's more people concerned about it, the answer is yes. If more people are concerned about this problem, whether they're all concentrated in one place or not is irrelevant. So he didn't accept that. And then his second response was, I think I'm just going to sit out this election, which again is valid. You're absolutely allowed to do that. 
But my feeling is, if you sit out the election, if you don't vote one way or the other, you are not allowed to complain about the result. So if Trump gets four more years, and those four more years are even worse than the years we have seen now, you don't get to complain if you didn't vote. Because what you should be really saying is, look, if there's a two-party system and you're only allowed one of two choices, really, because that's all that really is on the ballot, even if you are a Republican, if you don't think Trump's a good, done a good job, you need to vote him out. The only way to do that is actually to vote Democrat. I don't think a lot of Republicans have the gumption to do. So again, as an outsider, where this, of course, what happens in America has a significant impact on the whole world. That is true. But as an outsider who has less impact on, I'm very interested to see how these elections go. Because Trump is going to cheat. I don't think anyone's going to step up and do anything about it. I think he's going to win the next election, just like he won the last one. It's going to be a big surprise. No one's going to really believe it happened. And then you got four more years of this guy. And then he's going to pull the same crap again and try to get four more years on top of that. Since I'm talking about Trump, I read a story about Jared Kushner. And he apparently is head of the COVID testing team. And there was an implication that he let the virus run rampant because it was primarily in blue states. And this is a sort of short-sightedness of politicians. It actually shows sort of a very low level of thinking. It's the same kind of issue that happens in the military when they go into other countries. You've heard the phrase, we have to win hearts and minds. Because if you bear down on a group of people, you actually create more people who are willing to fight back. You create terrorists. It is the popular fiction in most science fiction movies. Is the underdogs come up and they fight back against the oppressors. People just don't want to admit that they are the oppressors. By letting the virus run rampant in blue states, what they're actually doing is reinforcing a belief. Now, the belief right now is if you're a Democrat in America that living under a Republican rule is worse for you overall. If in your community there is more COVID because the government isn't taking action because the, because the government is Republican, they're actually reinforcing the idea that, yes, it actually is worse, therefore I have to vote. So let's say you were the kind of person who didn't vote before, you had Democratic beliefs, you are more likely to vote in the future and you're going to see it as more important to get the people who are oppressing you out of state. So really, this is a losing strategy. It has 0% conversion of blue state to red state. If they had done the right thing, and the right thing in this case would have been attack COVID-19, support people if it's mostly in blue states, really go out there and help those blue states, there would have been a better chance of converting those people. Like, you know what? COVID hit. It hit really hard. The government stepped in. It took care of us. Trump and his team, Jared Kushner and his team, they really stepped up. Maybe Republicans aren't that bad. Maybe I should consider being Republican. So by being short-sighted and taking the tribal view, they're actually less likely to garner those votes that they could have garnered if they had actually done their job effectively. And this is true of almost every one of these tribal divide-the-lines kind of systems. Because at the end of the day, if you aren't helping out the people who hate you, and you actually actively go out of your way to ignore them, which makes their lives worse, you are actually feeding their belief as being correct. Whereas if you came out to them and said, look, you guys, your community's in dire straits, 
here's the money you need to support. We're working on vaccines. Uh, we're going to open up hotels and keep the people who have COVID in there, just like they've done in a bunch of other countries. Vietnam has actually done a really great job. Anyone who has COVID goes into these set hotels where they can be monitored, taken care of. It's all paid for by the government, but it means the outbreak there has been contained. If they'd done something like that, it's a huge cost to the government, but if they'd done something like that, it would have been an amazing message to those people who didn't believe in you before. There is something actually to believe in here. It's just, I think Western politics for sure aren't really focused on people. They're focused on, again, tribalism and these party lines. And that is actually the bigger failure because it means your party is just going to dwindle over time. It's never going to be able to grow because people who have beliefs, those beliefs get reinforced. Hey, sexy friend. He's making me his bitch. Thank you for listening. Leave a text or voice question or comment at voicelink.fm slash podcast. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Acast or go to velocipeter.com slash podcast, sexy out homies. The Chunk McBeef Chest Podcast. The Chunk McBeef Chest, regardless of what he did.